All right, what's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning. How you doing today? How you doing today? I'm good. How about you? How was your weekend? It was good. It was good, man. Just uh, a good weekend, and it's a good Monday morning so far. How you doing, Sam? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Ez? Doing good, man. Chilling out. All right, man. Well, hopefully our audience is doing good as well, and uh, want to dive into maybe a couple of days, just some discussion here today. You know, um, I've often said in the past, you know, that where you want to be is in direct proportion to what you do with where you are now. And it's, it's, a, it's, the, it's the idea of investing your present into your future, right? And investing your now into your tomorrow. And, uh, and I'm a, I'm a big, you know, believer in that because, you know, we, sometimes we look at, <clears throat> we look at, we look for the break, you know, we look for, for the miracle. We look for the Hail Mary. We look for the opportunity. And, you know, I just don't know a lot of people that ever made it by chance. You know, it's, you just don't stumble into success or stumble into your destiny or stumble into a new level. Um, you know, it's even if you even if you didn't see it coming and possibly God blesses you in such a way, you know, that you you know, that you all of a sudden find yourself into, wow, I mean, th- this is really cool. Look at this breakthrough that just happened. It's if it's it's preceded by a process. And so what you where you want to be is in direct proportion to what you do with where you are now. And it's that's just the fact, right? It's 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 what we do with the present you know, what we do with today's investment that's going to yield tomorrow's return. And so I, I believe this statement has been proven to be true. Um, it's been a catalyst, you know, when I learned it, because I can tell you that if there were, and the reason, by the way, so confidently, I'm not, I'm not telling someone else's story, although I'm sure there's many people listening that can, um, that can agree with me and that can attest to the fact that there's no shortcut. I'm telling my own story. You know, I've, I've proven if there's a shortcut, I would have found it. If there's a if there were if there were a shortcut, it would be under under the rock that I tried to turn over 50 times. Right. So this statement has been proven to be very true and has been a catalyst in both my personal life, my spiritual life. My It's been a catalyst in my career <clears throat> and so much of life, if not purposed, is spent on the sidelines looking on at the game being played all around us. So that's the thing that, you know, that I really was on my heart today, you know, that that there's a game being played this 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 life is being played and God's we've been talking a lot about the giftings and the destiny and you know the purpose of God and the purpose that God's placed in us is is for the game you know it's for the field it's not for the bench and then but yet the majority of our life and you know this rings true with a lot of people um the majority of 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 a lot of people's lives is spent on the sidelines, you know, watching the game all around, all around us. And, um, so the game is constantly changing and shifting. And and really that doesn't, it doesn't matter how we feel. It doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter our opinions, right? It continues on with or without our participation. That's the thing, right? I mean, the game's not going to get offended that you didn't play. Here's the deal though. God created you and I for, to play. God created you and I to participate. He created you and I, he placed a purpose on the inside of us in for us to participate. So here's the thing is that even though the game is played around us because it's bigger than we are, right? It's bigger than us. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's meant for us to be part. I believe this, that the game could be better. The, 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 
the uh, you know there there's 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 something that's needed, you know that God's placed the gift on the inside of you for. There's a challenge on the inside of you and God's placed it there for a purpose. So we need to figure out what these things are, right? Because it's not only for us. I mean, if it were just for us and this is like, Hey, your destiny is on the way and you know, Hey, go, you know, hold on because you know, uh, you know, listen, there's great things that God's put in the heart for you. And you know, if it were just about us, it would be, I mean, it would, it would be so shallow, you know, and I know we say it that way. I know we say, Hey, you know, hold on because God's placed something in you. But the reality is this, it's always been in for, for God. It's always been about others. It's always been, I mean, he sent, if it was about God, you know, then he would not have sent his only son. I mean, it's about God, but I'm saying if it were about, if it weren't about others coming to him and knowing him and choosing life and knowing that the best life is in him, he knows that. And if it weren't for that, that's why he created us, right? To have the best life in him. He said in, in John three sixteen, we know for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. But then he went on to say he didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world may have life and life more abundantly. So there is this abundant life that God created you and I for. It's, by the way, the abundant life is in him. It's not found in anything else. It's not found in how much money you can make, even though that you can make a lot of money. And it's not found on the possessions you can have, even though you can have some things. It's not, it's not, it's not even based on family, kids and grandkids and children and husbands and wives and family, even though that's a great thing. And God's God, a family is a God thing. It's created, you're created and I'm created for a purpose that is to live an abundant life, right? And it's in him. That's where the abundant life is found. But here's the thing. It's so big because it's about other people that it, it goes on even if we're not participating. But how much better would it be if we were in the game, operating in the area and the arena that God has called us, destined us, gifted us, and purposed us to walk in, right? So here's my question, though. You know, are you itching to participate? You know, are you, are you jonesing to get off the bench, right? I mean, are you... Are you ready to participate? What part, what part do you play? I mean, that's the question, right, that everybody has. What part do you play? Or better, what part do you envision yourself playing? I believe that, that the most, most of the time a person's, listen, lack of involvement it is not based on talent. It's, it's, not based on, it's not based on talent. It's not based on opportunity and it's not based on handouts. Somebody says, well, if I just had the opportunity, well, maybe you, maybe what would you do with it? If someone gave you the opportunity right now, you know, I mean, so it's, it's not necessarily the opportunity and it's not the handout, right? Somebody would say, if I just won the lottery, I mean, if I can just get, if I can just get like, if I can just get that seed money, that 10 grand, or I can just get that hundred grand, if I can just get that savings account up. Well, I mean, is that really what it's about? Because, you know, there's been, there's been studies of, uh, not studies, but there's been, uh, there's been, um, you know, situations over history where, you know, you've, you've watched somebody that doesn't have their purpose down pat, that's as broke, you know, as a wagon without a wheel, right? And they will, somebody, they can win the lottery and then one year later, I mean, win a million dollars, five million, ten million dollars, and in two years be broke mm -hmm. again because they didn't have the process down. So it wasn't about the money. At the same time, you can take somebody who worked, who trusted God, who, who you know, walked in opportunity, who, um, you know, and, and who built 
like Job, you know, like Job, we, we, we think Job's always like getting tried, but I mean, Job had a great family, had a great, had a great business, had a great life, had a great, you know, and he lost everything, but then God gave it back to him. You know, but Joe, Joe was a great steward. So you could take something from somebody, take everything they have and give them a couple of years. And I believe that they're on their way to building it back. Why? Because it doesn't come down to talent. It doesn't come down to opportunity and it doesn't come down to handouts. That's not what determines our success or the outcome. We all have big dreams. There's not a person listening right now that doesn't have a big dream. Your dream may be smaller than someone else's compared to them, but it's big to you. So we all have big dreams. Many of us are talented. There's a lot of people listening right now that are talented. There's people listening right now that can do things I can't do. There's thing there's people listening right now that you know that 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 you know that are more talented in, in your in my dad used to say in the tip of your finger, son, you have more talent in the tip of your finger than some have in their entire body. If you would just apply yourself, that's what he would tell me. I hated hearing that, but it's so true that you know there's many of us that are talented, right? There's many of us that have big dreams, opportunities, and handout. In some cases can be abundant, right? There's, there's no shortage in a lot of ways of a, a handouts and opportunities, but what you do with these gifts will ultimately define your experience, right? And will even lead you to victory or defeat, right? What you do with it. So imagine being dressed. And this is, I think some of you, some of you, I mean, we played the part pretty well, right? Like we, you know, <clears throat> you know something like the Bucks are playing in the Super Bowl this week, right? In Tampa. It's actually like, you know, it's actually like 20 minutes from here, right? So I'll be having a big Super Bowl party. Um, and, uh, but I'm not playing. <laughs> like, and here's the thing. I, I've got a couple jerseys, right? I may even be wearing a jersey. And can I tell you that I actually have out of a couple of the jerseys, they're actually like what they say, like the official game day jersey you know i know one of our guys here jerry you know he bought a uh, he bought a uh, like a super bowl like you know version of one i believe it's like the it's like the it's like the you know it's a special edition but here's the thing many of us are just many of us like we we, we think because we have the uniform right we're dressed in the uniform from socks to helmet right our shoulder pads are are in we got our mouth we even got our mouth guard in man we look the part and we're looking like a player, but are you actually ready to play? Come on, right? I mean, I'm a, I'm a fair weather. I'm a fan, right? I'm a, I'm an armchair quarterback. I'm a fan. I'm a real fan. I've been a fan since I was five years old. One year after they they started as a team, you know, as old. I've been a Bucks fan, so I'm a fan, but I'm not ready to play. So so here's the thing. Suddenly the clock is telling you it's already the fourth quarter. The game's almost over. And you don't have a single grass stain on your purchased from Amazon uniform, <laughs> right? So you got some talent. Let's just talk about that. You got some talent. All right, pat yourself on the back. Come on. Maybe you have some opportunities that you've been afforded. You have the ability to be a player, right? Come on. You can play in this game. You can be on this field. God's gifted you. Like some, you may even have more than enough schooling. Maybe you have, you know, my former uh, pastor, good friend of mine used to say you have more degrees after your name than a thermometer right you, you've got you know you've got all of the accolades you're ready to roll you've got you're educated man you're smart you're 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 an ivy league grad right you've got you've got the credentials 
come on, you may even had more than enough schooling. You continue to train. I mean, you've got, you train in this platform and that platform. You've got this certificate and that certificate. I mean, you've got trophies, as Ez was talking the other day. But here's the thing, man. You're standing there on the sidelines, clean, right, unweathered by the game, playing out right in front of you because you are on the bench. Come on. Somebody is like going, ouch, why did I log in today? Right today, can we just have like some? Come on, apprehension and fear, right? Are are, are taking are taking part in this? They're paralyzing you. You and, and we're and we're and, and we're sitting there, and 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 facing silent defeat. Come on, man. That's because they are preventative emotions, preventing us from trying and ultimately winning. So remember, getting off the bench has less to do with talent. I'm going to let you guys weigh in here in a minute. And what has been afforded us, and I'm just a, I'm just a student of this. I mean, I get, and you know what? The student of hard knocks at this. I've got my teeth kicked in learning this. So it's, it's less about talent. It's less about what has been afforded to us, but rather what we're actually doing with those things. It's less about what happened in 2020. It's less about using COVID as an excuse. It's less about how the pandemic changed this up. It's less about this. It's less about that. It's less about, you know, how I lost that job, how I lost that relationship, how, you know, if that didn't happen, if, you know, that person didn't cheat on me, if this person didn't go here, that person, it's all, it's, it's, I get it, but it's less about those things, right? It's less about talent, but it's rather, what are we doing with these things? So we're on the bench and life's going on around us. The game's being played around us. So you're afraid to jump because you may fail. You're afraid to jump because I, what if I fail, right? What if I get out there and what if I don't, what, so what if you fail or what you think fail is? Yes, the chance of failure. Yes, the chance of not winning succeed or exist, right? But so does the chance that you will win. So does the chance that you get out on the field and you do something and you see an outcome that changes your life. Yes, the chance of failure exists, but so does the chance of winning. You won't know until you try. And I'm here to encourage you, get up and get off the bench, so here's a question to ask yourself. What past failures are you holding on to? What past failures are you holding on to? What did you learn from those failures? I think we need to write these down and we need to, we need to, we need to, we need to have them in front of us and we need to focus on how these experiences will either help us you know, and we can learn from them, but, but not hinder us from going forward because that's what happens, right? So the question is this, we're, we're talking about getting off the bench, but my question is, did, did you bench yourself? Did God, because I've been benched by God and I've also benched myself. It's two different scenarios, right? One of them is a process that you need. I needed to be benched by God because there were some things that, that, that God showed me. I've been benched multiple times by the Lord. And sometimes it's in the prime of my, <clears throat> in the prime of what I think my game is. <laughs> sometimes it's like when I think I'm doing the most good, you know, and God would bench me because there was, there was a lesson that he needed to, to teach me. And that stinks, right? It, it, it hurts. But then again, I put myself on the bench. Or when God released me from the bench and was trying to get me back in the game, I just stayed on the bench a little longer because it was comfortable. All right, so let's talk about this for a second. I think this is something really good that a lot of people that are listening right now can relate to one way or the other. So let's weigh in on this. Have you ever benched yourself? And have you ever been benched by God? 
I uh, I remember the first time I got called off the bench. Um, <clears throat> I had been playing. I was 13. I started playing drums when I was 12. I had just turned 13. I'd been teaching myself, playing at home, never really played in church, never had the opportunity to. There was always people in front of me. Mm-hmm. So they, uh, the worship leader said, hey, we need, we're going out to do, you know, an outreach. We need a drummer. And I said, great, I'm in. So we went. I didn't ask any questions. My dad was going. He was playing bass. And we were playing. And I was like, all right, this is my chance. This is finally my time. I can actually start using what I feel like I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. And I finally got there, I set up, and I asked my dad, I'm like, what is this anyway? And he was like, oh, this is the lighthouse. I'm like, I don't know what that means. He's like, this is a prison ministry. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I'm 13 years old, I've never played drums, and I'm playing in front of a bunch of people who are Mm ex-convicts. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I'm out. I don't want to do it. And my dad's like, no, you're here. Do it. And I I almost benched myself because I was afraid. I'm like, no, granted, it's a Christian ministry. A lot of these guys are extremely, if you've ever been to any kind of ministry like that, are super, super nice, very uplifting guys. But it was extremely scary as a 13-year-old to walk in bunch in front of a bunch of guys who got out of prison at a church service and played drums for the first time. And I almost benched myself because I was afraid. I was like, I do not know what's about to happen. <laughs> so, okay, Mike, there's an example there where Mike was called off the bench and, you know, somebody can be listening now and thinking, and it doesn't have to be 13 years old. I mean, you could be 38 you know, years old and being called off of the bench. And maybe you go, you know something, I'm qualified for more than this. You know, I see myself playing in front of the masses or I see myself, you know, um, I see my business being, you know, uh, uh, you know, bigger than this. I see my opportunities being bigger than this. So there's an example of someone being called off the bench and not necessarily wanting to play in the game like you, you you know you you feel like you're you feel like you're nfl material and there you are playing pop warner in some ways however it's it's god's you know god's teaching you something about you sam i mean you know what about an example you know even some of the people listening i hear the see the comments yes i see the comments both i see you know um you know you know i see i see people liking and loving that so i'm assuming that we can all relate to this anybody ever been benched by god that's got a story you know, where you feel like maybe God's benched you, you know? Um, and I'd love to hear that if somebody had a comment on that and, uh, <clears throat> and, and I'll keep talking for a second as well while we're, while we're weighing in on that. But, you know, I'm a father of three. Now I'm a grandfather, but of one and many more to come. And I thank God, cause they're, she's great. They're great. Um, I'm a father though, of three. And I, I remember, um, you know, and you, you guys or gals, both of you probably might, I think my wife did this as well, uh, when they were little, I'm sure. So I think it's more of a parent thing, but when my kids were small and they're all adults now, uh, my youngest is 20, my oldest is 27. Um, and, uh, so I'm a father of those three. And I remember when they were little and they were learning how to swim, you know, um, you know, parents that, that are listening will know exactly what I'm talking about, but I'll be in the pool you know, and they would stand there frozen, you know, their eyes are big and wide. And, and, um, and so they wanted, they're looking at me in the water from the side of the pool and they wanted to get in, right. They wanted to be in the water, but they were unsure of what would happen if they just let go of their inhibitions and jumped in. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I'd swim up next to them, my arms outstretched, encouraging them, hey, jump, explaining that, hey, I'll be here, right. I'm going to catch you. Dad's going to catch you. you. You guys remember that? Have you, has your, your dad ever did that? Yeah. All right. So, I mean, you know, Mike, your, your daughter's at the age where that's going to happen if it hasn't. So, you know, I'd swim up to them and I'd, I'd encourage them. Hey, you know, come on. 
and then explaining that I'll be there. I mean, this, this tactic, because the, the truth of the matter is, you know, I could miss, you know, <laughs> the, tr- the truth of the matter is, you know, I could have a heart attack halfway in the middle of them jumping, I guess, technically, and them crashing in the water. I mean, there's, a, there's some unknowns there, correct? But this tactic did little to make things easier in their mind at first, right? The act of jumping in, here's the thing. It required them no matter what. More than ju- more, it required more than just the faith that I'd be there to save them. Jumping in required them, required them to take action. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you know, if you're on the bench, it's, you know, God's going, come on, I've got you. You know, there's people around you going, you know, listen, it's, it's time, you know, you, you begin to date again, or hey, it's time that you, you know, really begin to trust again. Or, hey, you know, that hurt that you went through or that pain that you went through, that grief that you went through, we're here for you. But it's time that you really begin to move this direction. Hey, it's time you take another chance in that business. Or, hey, listen, you know, it's time you let that, that bitterness go, that anger go of that boss that, 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 that fired you or that, that opportunity that you were, you know, um, pushed out of or what have you. So the act of, so, so me being there to catch them was peace of mind. I mean, God being there is going to give you peace of mind, but it's always going to require more than that. Jumping in and taking action is what's required. It's always scarier when doing something for the first time, right? Versus any of the times that follow. I mean, here's the reality. Every child, including you, that swims today, right? Swam, swam now because you initially jumped in or got in the water and allowed yourself to take action. So luckily my kids let go of their inhibitions, jumped in, and, and they haven't stopped swimming since, right? They look on they look on each of their faces upon realizing they weren't hurt, but they were safe in the water and they were swimming like many champions, right? Is a priceless memory of mine. And so I happen to believe that there is no secret recipe to achieving success. I just, I just, I believe that if you're a believer that there's your secret, right? It's a believer, but, but there is a key common component that's required by all of us to achieve our goals. And that, that component is action. We have to, we have to move. The one thing that, it, that I believe that no one is going to do, including the Lord, he's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to make you get off the bench and take action, right? That component's action. So success can be measured by an accumulation of actions that's set forth by every single day that we're going to put one step closer to achieving our overall goal. So often, I, I believe this, people neglect taking action because it requires actual work it requires actual chance it requires actual risk to be done and there's nothing glamorous about it there's nothing there's nothing necessarily even peaceful about it because it's it could be anxious wondering am i going to make it is this going to happen so it's not always the most fun thing to do but it will always be the right thing if you want to find success in whatever the endeavors that you're taking on so taking persistent you know action Massive action, you know, time, uh, right action, now action, God action. You know, I believe when we're in pursuit of, of our destiny and pursuit of, of God's greatness in our life, looking to maximize our career or our success or our relationships or our family, or our children, right? Or, or the, the ministry that God's placed in front of us or achieve a specific goal is absolutely necessary. So taking action, action requires you to let, you know, to get out of the comfort zone that we spoke so much about last week and in the game, even when you may not feel like it, 
The fact of the matter is there's absolutely no shortcuts. I said this before that there's no shortcuts to success. Success never goes on sale. It won't be shortchanged. Success will not be shortchanged. It doesn't go on sale. There's no discount. There's no yard sale. You're not going to stumble into a flea market or a yard sale and find success sitting on the table with someone selling it for a dollar. You understand it doesn't go on sale and it won't be shortchanged. So my question again to you here, what are you failing to take action on and why? Woo. Let me ask you a question because you made yeah. the example and I know exactly exactly what you're talking about. When your kids finally jumped in, could you stop them from continually jumping back in the pool? No. Matter that fact, was the <laughs> thing. My daughter, the first time she figured out she could jump off that step and we and my wife or I would catch her, literally it was 15 straight minutes of her just jumping off into our arms. She would not stop. Well, not only that, my youngest daughter, 20-year-old now, she's fearless. She's five years younger than my son and and then my uh, oldest daughter's like year and almost two years older than my son. So she's seven years younger than my oldest daughter. So they were already swimming and she would just be fearless. She'd see him in the water. One time I remember we were all in the pool in one of our homes when she was like, I don't know how old she was, but she was too young. To, she wasn't swimming yet. And she just walked over to the pool and just walked like Jesus, like walked over the side. It's like bloop and sunk all the way to the bottom. I mean, literally walked in and then just, just, just as if she were going to keep walking <laughs> and, uh, you know, just no fear whatsoever. We had to grab her off the bottom of the pool. And, um, so yeah, I mean, our kids kept doing that, you know, let's let me read a couple comments, <clears throat> scroll down. Let me get the comment above that one. Yeah. So here's one here says, uh, one of our listeners says, we need to walk to talk. Amen. Says, if you want to win, you have to grind and work hard to get there. Uh, can't beat a competitor if you don't train, not saying that we aren't trying or grinding. Uh, she's using the word that I like to eliminate from my vocabulary, but I'll, I'll leave it alone right now. I'm not saying that we aren't trying or grinding this persistence that we, when we fail, keep getting up when we lose, eventually we'll get there. I believe this. I bench myself when it comes to God, I control and work hard and do everything that needs to be done, but forget to ask God if this is the right season or time to get in the game. I look for opportunities consistently with employment and have all the experiences and education still can't get the job. I fail to see or ask God in these times due to frustrations and I end up double benching myself. Let me say this um, to the, to the Kayla that's uh, commented that everything you said, everyone listening can relate to, including me. One of the things I would say is a piece of advice is, you know, take the word grind out. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. You can go back in the archives and we talked about favor and grace versus hustle and grind. And here's why I say that. And I get the word, but the word means to pulverize. It means to, it means to, um, uh, crush. And, but then the Bible says, um, that I'm pushed on every side, which it sounds like that's what you are being right now. If you're a believer, you're being pressed on every side. You're being pressed hard, but you're not crushed. So remove the word grinding out, which means give it to God and say, God, I'm going to remove myself out of this. And I'm only going to act when you say act. I'm only going to act out of obedience when you say be obedient. And I promise you this, what, what here, I can relate to this Kayla, because as a, as a person who works very hard and is also by nature, a choleric in, in temperament, meaning I'm a control freak. If I'm not governing that, if I don't govern that with the Holy spirit, I also work very hard. I also try to do it myself. I also try to take control. And so what I would encourage you to do is is let go of that control and watch because what happens is you you go home tired and accomplished versus tired and frustrated a great hard day of work that's put in that got a reward and so amen on that let me read the other comment really quick and then i'll give you guys a chance so uh melissa uh, said i've been put on the bench by god because i was doing way too much of all the wrong things amen i can relate to that i wasn't seeking him 
with my decisions. I wasn't trusting him with my finances or my heart or even my children. And since he's done some incredible things, man, let me tell you something. If people can't get excited about that comment, then I, I don't know what you can get excited about. Because let me tell you, every person, both Kayla and Elisa's comment, I think, I think can relate to what they both said. And Elisa, you know, saying that I've been put on the bench by God, doing the wrong things. Really, it's, it's what we talked about with Jonah. It's really, it's any time when you think your way is better than his way. And by the way, it's not the first time and it probably won't be the last time, hopefully less times as we go through life with God. But it certainly won't be the last time that we begin to try to do our and assert our will over his. That's why we constantly need the word of God in our lives because it's, it's you know, we want it now. What's that song? And I want it now. You know, what I'm talking? Oh, <laughs> you know uh, I don't know, I don't know I why songs come to my head sometimes when I say this. Isn't that a commercial? You know, it's from no, it's Wonka, just an old it? classic rock song or something. But you know, you want it now. That is a song from Willy Wonka. Though. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it is Willy Wonka <laughs> too. Yes. I know which song you're talking about. I don't know yeah. the name of it because it's from a commercial. Yeah. It's just an old rock song. Anyway, so it's, da, 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 oh, it's da, I want da, it all. I want it now. Yeah, I yeah. want it now. So I want it all. I want it now. You know, and God, God said, God, I believe this. If God would have given David Villa, and maybe you guys can relate to this, everything that David Villa wanted, when, all of it, when David Villa wanted it, I would crash and burn. He knows that I was, that I've not been able, that I wouldn't be able to handle those types of things. I believe wholeheartedly I'm reading some things on legacy and reading some things on, on uh, money and stewardship, just creating a legacy, you know, um, and I'm going to tell you if the, the amount of money, you know, that God's uh, blessed me with being able to earn and so forth. If there were, there were times in my past, I go, man, I could think about how, how much better I could have done if I would have done this earlier, but I'm going to tell you something. If I would have had that earlier, I mean, I'd probably be in the ditch somewhere sucking my thumb, you know, hurl, curled over into a ball because I wouldn't, I wasn't ready, you know, and I believe wholeheartedly there's people that aren't ready yet because there's a responsibility with the, with a tool of money on your life at certain levels, because you could do a lot of things, but you could also be a blessing. Amen. I mean, we're out of time. We are. I, Dana said, I eliminated that word now. Amen. Me too. Me too. And, um, Amen. Well, hey, we're going to talk tomorrow. Um, we're going to talk tomorrow a little bit more about this because we have some really, really good, um, good notes. This is based on, if you want to see more information like this, this is uh, based on my book, um, Lead or Be Lunch. <clears throat> and uh, I released my first book I released, and it's uh, available. Uh, we have some here, and it's on our website, but we it's available on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, uh, books a million Powell books it's called lead or be lunch and um i checked that out also you can go into the bible app and uh there's a 10-day devotional that we released um a while back called leader be lunch as well and this information is based on that so it's based on uh it's really com coming from my my life and some some situations that i've walked through so tomorrow we're going to delve into this a little more and I hope you guys can join us tomorrow and then uh, invite some of your friends and we'll see you then. But Mike, what's our song of the day? Song of the day is Ready Now from Desperation Band, <clears throat> which is a way throwback to like the late 2000s. But it, it, the title says it all. Amen. Have a good day, guys. We out.